First John chapter one, I won't keep you long. And uh, so look at verse one. The Bible said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us. Truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. Can I say one thing that I see lacking in Baptist churches across the land is joy. And uh, I really don't understand that outside of that they're not fellowshipping with the Lord like they ought to. Amen. The Bible said, This then is the message which we have heard of him. Declare we unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness. We lie, do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, thank God, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. I want to take my thought from verse 5 and preach on the message of fellowship. The message of fellowship. Now you'll find in chapter 2, he gives the measure of fellowship. He talked about little children. Little children were those who are still excited about being saved. I got to be in a fellowship meeting yesterday. Matter of fact, Brother Jack and Sister Barbara were there. And uh, old uh, Brother Langston was sitting on the platform, 80-some years old, late 80s. And I'm telling you, he got excited. And he has a little old cane that he has to stand on. But he got up and he began to brag about being saved. Thank God, 80-some years old, he's still excited and happy about being saved. We should never get over that. Uh, no matter how old we are, hallelujah, no matter how long we've been saved, uh, we ought to all be in hell. Uh, uh, thank God we're going to make it by the way of the cross. Uh, and we ought to be excited about being saved. Amen. That's right. Then he said to young men, that's those who have begun to overcome. Uh, you know how it is in your Christian life when you begin to walk with God, you begin to get victory. Like some of you still haven't got over your music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you get victory uh, over some things in your life. Uh, you get victory over country music. And you get victory over rap music. And you get victory over rock music. And you get victory over rotten videos. And you get victory of things in your life. Uh, and you begin to walk with the Lord. It's wonderful when you start gaining some ground uh, and you get victory. Oh, that don't make you perfect. No, no. Far from that, but it's a good feeling in your life when you begin uh, uh, walking with God. Amen. Amen. I wish I could tell you that I was all ought to be, and I'm not, but neither are you. Amen. But I will tell you, I got some victory in some things in my life. Brother David, I don't do them things I used to. I don't go them same places. Amen. 
Oh, that's exactly right. And so he said that right into you fathers. Uh, that's those, thank God, the great hair saints of God that have been in church for years and years and they've walked through the valleys and they've climbed up the mountain and they just stay with God. They're at that fellowship meeting yesterday. Several men in their 80s uh, I'm walking on canes. Uh, two of them had to preach with a cane. Uh, and I said, thank God uh, for men of God uh, that have stayed with it. Thank God for the church. Uh, the people of God hadn't went anywhere, hadn't got mad, hadn't quit, hadn't given up, hadn't gotten out. They just stayed faithful. Thank God for you, amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad not everybody quits, amen. Thank God for the fathers. Chapter three talked about the manifestation of fellowship. Whose child you are. You know, there's a lot of people that claim to know, to know God, but they have no fellowship with him. There's some of you, you wonder, maybe am I saved because you don't seem to have any fellowship. You know, if you're saved and you're not right with God, your fellowship ain't gonna be right. But if you never have fellowship, it's a good chance you don't know him, Amen. You know what, I like to hear his voice, Brother Laddie, even if he rebukes me. I just like to hear him talk to me, amen. I like it when he speaks to me. And you know what, uh, Brother Noah talked about fellowship. Uh, know him in that fellowship of his suffering. Oh, thank God uh, for fellowship, amen. Chapter four is the marvel of fellowship. That is that we have all kinds of different ideas and opinions uh, and we can get along. I even love Brother Steve Goolsby, amen. And, and, and hopefully he loves me, amen. That's exactly right. Uh, what's a marvel of fellowship is that we are God's people, different in every aspect, but we can fellowship one with another, amen. Chapter five is a master in fellowship. That's where we are tonight. That is why the average church that I go in is carnal. That is why at the place I just preached for not too long ago, the song leader after 28 years that left the church because he was doing something that he knew better and he figured a preacher would just act like it wasn't existing. I'm telling you, there is a master in fellowship. If you're gonna fellowship with God, he wants to be in control of your life and in control of mine. Amen. I'm sad to tell you are failing more often than I should and I always have to ask forgiveness, amen, but I'm telling you I want him to be the master in my life. I want him to be on the throne of my heart. I want him to be in control. If I'm in control of my life, I'll make a mess of it, but thank God he'll not make a mess of it. He'll lead you, young man. He'll lead you, young lady. If you let him have control of your life, he will direct you in his way, in his steps, and he will help you to honor him. Amen. Amen. I wonder how your fellowship is. I just kind of knew slipping in here there was a chance. And so this is the message that I had a thought upon my heart. Uh, we see, I want to I give you just two or three quick things. Uh, this message of fellowship. Verse one through three, it's a relayed message. But Hayden, he said, it's one that we have experienced. If you have ever experienced the fellowship of God, you are never satisfied once you lose that. 
If you have ever enjoyed that presence and that anointing around your life, oh, listen, when you get a bad attitude, you get full of resentment, you get full of being critical and complaining all the time, and you lose that fellowship. Uh, maybe a young person, you do something you know better, amen, or older person, we do something we know better, and we lost that fellowship. You know that you've lost it, and you know where you gotta go back and get it. There's sometimes you've got to apologize to somebody uh, for saying something smart with a smart mouth. Amen. Sometimes uh, you have to apologize to somebody because you got angry and you said something you ought not to say. Amen. I'm telling you the Lord is sensitive and he expects you and I to keep that line of fellowship open. Amen. I was preaching, or preaching. He said, good preaching. I was preaching. I was playing basketball. I used to tell people, I, I used to play basketball. Now it looks like I swallowed one. But anyway, amen. And so we were playing basketball. Uh, I was in Bible college. I was still skinny back then. Can you believe that? I was skinny back in them days. And anyway, uh, I, I was losing. I don't like to lose. And so uh, we were losing. And the director of the home where Patty was in, the children's home, he was playing. And, and he put his arms around me, Brother George. And I'm mad because I'm losing. I don't want to lose. And so I elbow him two or three times. And he said, he said, hey, well, we can take this outside. I said, let's go then. I'm ready, praise God. Uh, we'll go out and fight about a basketball game. Isn't that a blessing? And so, uh, well, we didn't go out and fight. But I was leaving that building and the Holy Ghost, he tapped me on the shoulder. And he said, uh, if you want a fellowship with me tonight, you're going to turn around uh, and go back to him and tell him you're sorry. I said, I sure will because your fellowship means more to me uh, than a stupid basketball game. And I turned around uh, and I said, brother, I'm so sorry. He said, so am I. But I'm uh, telling you, fellowship, sometimes, uh, hey, you got to get right to keep it. Amen. 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 It's one that is experienced. It's, they said we heard his message. We, we've seen his miracles. Man, you've seen God active in your life. You don't like it when he's not. I, Brother George, I don't like it when he's not around. I like it when he's around. You can tell when things are happening when he's around. You can tell when the door's open and you can witness and things like that happen. You can tell. Uh, one that was experienced. Number two, one that we see that examination. He said, We've looked upon him. They looked upon his character. They saw his holiness. Oh, listen, I've been studying a little bit and about revival and Habakkuk and, and Isaiah, and he said, I am holy. He's a holy God. And they recognized and realized the holiness of God. We've lost that in this generation, to be honest with you. I'm telling you, one day the world's going to bow before him and recognize the holiness of God for who he is. Amen. I tell you, the church, we need to get back. I'll tell you how we can have revival. Recognize the holiness of God for who he is and how unholy we really are and inconsistent sister and unfaithful. I didn't say you. I said we. Amen. Oh, did we see God help us in this day by recognizing his holiness. He said uh, they've recognized his character, his compassion. He cannot help himself, Brother Noah. 
he cannot help himself but going around and doing good. He couldn't help when he saw a sinner to save him. He just couldn't help it. He, he just, he couldn't help it. That, that maniac could go there. He knew where he was headed. I really believe, and you can prove to me later if I'm wrong, that's all right. I really believe the devil sent that storm trying to stop the Lord from where he's headed. Because he was headed over there to that maniac of Gadara. And thank God when he got off the ship, that old boy came running. Uh, don't you know them demons inside of him said, oh, don't you do that. They didn't want to meet the master. But thank God I'm telling you, uh, he just drew him in. I'm glad, hallelujah, uh, that he went uh, and he said to the woman in adultery, he said, go and sin no more. He told old blind Bartimaeus, uh, thank God. God, uh, you've been made whole. I'm glad, hallelujah, that he came by my way one day and he said to me, uh, you've been made whole. I'm glad, thank God, 1972, I got a drink uh, of the living water and I've been a drinking ever since. I thank God, hallelujah, and he loves sinners. Amen. Amen. His compassion, not only that, but on the saints of God, always you know, he loves us better than we deserve. If he loved us the way we treated him, I wonder how much that we'd be loved. Aren't you glad he loves you in spite of you? I'm glad he loves me in spite of me. Hallelujah. Amen. Not only his character, but his compassion, but his contact. They, he said our hands have handled. But John, they were close to him. They they got to handle him. They got close to him. You know what the Lord wants you to do, son? He wants you to gather up real close to him. He wants to matter to you, as our brother testified, more than anything in this life. You know what? One thing will happen the older you get. You think about the other side. Brother Steve, I thank God for my house. Thank God for the vehicles I drive. But you know what? That don't matter to me. That's all going to be gone one of these days. But Jack, you know what matters? Is what little bit of treasure I've laid up on the other side. Hallelujah. Dad gave out of his $3,400 a month between Social Security and his pension. He gave at least, almost Brother David, I believe around 500 just to missions. And then he tithed. So he gave at least about $800 a month to church. Eight out of 3,400. Brother David, I told him, I said, don't worry about leaving us nothing. So he took me up on it, amen. He didn't leave us anything. Uh, but thank God he did get his truck, hallelujah. But you know what he did do? Uh, thank God for the last 20 years, he laid up some treasure on the other side. Uh, he helped get the gospel uh, scattered around the world. And thank God when he said, hey, when he comes to the judgment a seat of Christ, he'll have a few crowns to lay at the feet of the Son of God and say, thou art worthy, thou art worthy. I'm glad, thank God, hallelujah, that he really is all that matters, amen. Amen. Not only after experience and examination, but he, he's one that can be expressed. That, that fellowship, he said, we declared unto you. You know what? The old saying says, better felt than tell, but it is good to tell it too, Amen. Can I say number two, it's a real message. Not only a relayed message, it's a real message. It's possible, it's obtainable. Sometimes we feel like that 
Brother Sam, that, that level of fellowship is only for the pastor. It's only for the deacon. Uh, it, it's only for uh, the evangelist and the missionary. Oh, no, it's for everybody. <laughs> He'll fellowship with you as much as he will with me. The desire, Brother Cody, is how much you want to fellowship with him. But Thomas would get up every morning and tell him, I want to put my hand in yours. I want to walk with you today. I want to talk with you today. <laughs> That's the best part of my day is when I get into that study and begin to spend time with a holy God. You know what's amazing to me? But Dave Terry, you know what's amazing to me is he even allows me to come into his presence. See, he knows the real me. He knows the real you. Uh, we can try to impress one another. We can't impress him. But thank God he loves us anyway. And he desires our fellowship. He desires every morning for you to say, Lord, I want to walk with you today. I want you to be in charge of my life. I want to fellowship with you. Amen. Thank God that he desires our fellowship. Amen. It's possible. He said the people, he said, Fellowship with us, the apostles. You know, he's saying we have fellowship one with another. You know, it's amazing. I preached many youth camp back in the day when I didn't have so much gray hair, amen? But anyway, uh, <laughs> y'all get that later. <laughs> Brother Randy Owen, be years ago, was in youth camp. I was in my late 40s then, and he was in his early 50s. And uh, I was pitching for both sides of the softball. And I said, Brother Randy, you going to play? He said, Brother Barnes, when you get my age, you start watching. Amen? Well, I'm in that age. But anyhow, uh, the, the fact of the matter is that we can fellowship one with another. Thank God for that. Amen? Number three, we can partake of his fellowship. He said we can share in the same joys. We can share in the same, the same aim, the same goal. We're headed the same way. It's amazing to me. The people that taught me the Bible don't even believe the same way they taught me. We're not sharing in the same thing today. We're going a different way. I was in a church not too long ago. <laughs> and I said something like this. I said, I know a fella that he used to say, you wouldn't caught him dead on a platform with a Methodist or a Pentecostal. I said, now he preaches with them. And he got real quiet. I'm assuming they probably knew who I was talking about. You know what I'm saying? People have changed, but I'm glad the Lord hadn't changed. Hallelujah. I'm glad I'm still going the same way that I started uh, uh, 35 years ago in preaching. Amen. Still believing the Bible, still believing what the Word of God said, and believing what they taught me. Amen. Thank God for the truth. Number three, it's a rejoicing message in verse four. He said, your joy may be full. The level of your joy depends on how much time you spend with God in fellowship. And it depends on the time. See, Brother Tyler, a lot of people, they'll go through their day and then they'll come home and then they'll eat supper and then they'll watch the news and then they'll fall asleep and then they'll get up and go try to talk to the Lord. You see, you're not going to have good fellowship. You need to give him quality time of your day. 
Amen. You need to give him the quality time. Give him early morning. Uh, if you're like me, you don't like to get up 4.30 in the morning. Some people get up 4.30 in the morning. Not me, I'm sleeping. Praise God. But if, if, you, if you like to do that, then get up early. But all, always get up early enough time to spend time with God before you leave and go to work and, and spend some time with the Lord and then come back home and, and get more back in that word before you go back to your business. Amen. Make it quality time that you can have fellowship with him. The level of it, the lasting of it, you're going to have to labor to stay in fellowship. I don't know about you, but I got an old man. My old man, he likes to stick his head up all the time. I've been doing better in my traveling, Brother Steve. I don't know how you do. I talk to myself in the morning. Now, I'm going to be good today until about 14 people pull out in front of me and slam on the brakes, especially going through Atlanta. And then I want to whoop them in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> I remember years ago I was working in Mississippi at a cabinet shop. And I was riding this fella, apparently. I guess I was. And so he got mad. And so he, in the mirror he said, pull over, pull over. He wanted to whoop me. Amen. And so I pulled over. He did too, and then I took off. Hey, hey, amen. <laughs> I left him sitting still. But that old man of mine, uh, he likes to stick up his head. And so I got to throughout the whole day uh, say, Lord, help me, amen. Uh, that I don't get in trouble like that, amen. But the level of the joy and then the lasting of the joy depends on you how much you labor to stay in fellowship. Amen. It's a revealing message. He never did catch up to me, amen. But anyway, verse five through seven, it's a revealing message. He is the example of light. He said in him, there's no darkness at all. Now, that word darkness in verse five is different than the word darkness in verse six. Because the verse, verse five, it's dealing with God. And so it means there's no shadiness in him. In verse 6, it adds the word shadiness because it's dealing with you and I. We know that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I'm glad, thank God, that he is light. I'm glad there's nothing shady with him. He doesn't do anything in secret. Thank God if you're doing right, you don't have anything to be ashamed of. Amen. Would you be ashamed if we looked at your phone? I was preaching a youth camp and this guy was 13 years old, this boy. He was a song leader's son and he said, I'd be ashamed if you looked at my phone. 13 years old. Can I ask you why a 13-year-old boy's got a phone anyway? I really don't understand that, to be honest with you. I, I, don't, I don't have kids, so don't stone me, but I'm just telling you, I don't understand that. If you can explain it to me, I'll, I'll be fine with it. Amen. Amen. It's a revealing message. It's an example of light. But then he said, there's the expectation of light. You know what happens when you get saved? Well, Caleb, here's what the Lord does. He'll give you light to walk by. He'll begin to show you how that you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't walk that way. And you should do this and do that. And you know what happens is you take that light and you apply it to your life. And you start walking with God. And then God says, I want you to get rid of that. Oh, now, wait a minute, Lord. <laughs> I, I love you, but I kind of really like that. Well, no, you're going to have to get rid of that. And you fight and you fuss and finally you say, all right. 
And you take that light and you walk a little further. You know what I'm afraid of in our churches today? There's a lot of people have come as far as they want to go. The Lord has given them light to walk by and they said, no, thank you. I'm not giving that up. I'm not changing that. I'm not changing that habit. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to do what I want to do. Oh, it's quiet in here. But I, I'll be honest with you. I, I preach just as the preacher does uh, over 40 Baptist churches a year. And I'm telling you where we are at in our churches that there's a lot of people who are satisfied with the light that they have and they don't want to go any further. I don't know about you. I want to keep marching on. I want more light to be given to me that I may get closer to him. He said that if we would draw nigh to him, he would draw nigh to us. Amen. Amen. Lastly, it's a restoring message, verse 8 through 10. He said, first of all, in verse 8, we commit sin. Now, I ran across some Baptist preachers, and they believe that they have become sinless. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. To say the least. And one guy said he hadn't sinned in six months. Can you imagine that? I guess all we really need to do is have his wife to testify, amen? I, I believe we'd get the truth then. But here's the fact, we commit sin. I don't like to. But Tom, I don't like it, but I do. I do things I'm not supposed to because I'm in this stinking, dirty, rotten flesh. I hate it. I hate it. I hate this flesh. I hate it. And I'm glad one day I'm going to get rid of it and get a brand new body. Thank God for that. One of the greatest joys that my dad had in looking for Jesus to come or leaving here was getting a new body because of this old rotten, stinking flesh. Won't it be a glad day when we won't commit sin no more? <laughs> but you can drop your halos because you do commit sin. I've heard people say, I would never do that. I can't believe that. Well, you know what? Uh, some people like that have so much bitterness and hatred in their heart, they're worse than the other people. Amen. The committing of sin. Then in verse 9, there's the confessing of sin. We confess our sin, willing to admit we're wrong. Why have we, why, why do we struggle with that? Just say, Lord, I, I blew it. I, I, I did. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. I, I, should, I, I got upset. I shouldn't have thought that. Lord, forgive me. Why do we struggle with just being honest with him? I want his fellowship more than anything in this life. You can have your silver. You can have your gold. You can have your houses and your lands. Just give me Jesus. Amen. Amen. Verse 10, then there's the cleansing. Isn't that wonderful that we can? I, I don't know who is out of fellowship tonight. I, I, all I know about is me. But I wonder where your fellowship is. I wonder if you've been walking with him these last few weeks and fellowshipping with him and, and, and praying and reading and, and walking, walking with God. I know dad sometimes, he sometimes would get personal with people. I used to tell him he wasn't the spiritual police, amen? But he'd go to people and you gotta stay in that book. You gotta keep praying. You, you better, but you know why he did that? Because he knew the benefit and the importance of walking with God and being consistent in your Bible reading and your praying. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> your fellowship. Yeah. Is there some light you have and you're refusing to walk by? I, I, I don't know. You do. Let's stand if you would please.
They're going to sing us a song. Would you let the Lord help you tonight? He knew that I'd be preaching tonight. So he gave me the thought. What about it? That fellowship. Well, we can let resentment get in so easy. Criticism, bitterness. Things that will hinder that, that closeness. Things that will hinder that walk. Young people, attitudes to mom and dad, smart aleck, being upset and angry. Fellowship tonight. Truly our fellowship is with the Lord, with the Father, hallelujah, and His Son. But David, what a privilege to fellowship with God. Hallelujah. Fellowship. I'd rather have Jesus than anything I know. I'd rather fellowship with Him than anything I know. Several have come. What about you tonight?